Radio in partnership with Mitsubishi Electric. Mitsubishi Electrics make all things AV. You can learn more about them at www.mitsubishielectric.com. We wanted to take this special moment to thank both Rave Pubs Radio and Mitsubishi Electric for sponsoring not only the Women in AV Wavecasts, but all the Rave Pubs Radio Wavecasts. And you can listen to ours, Daily Rants and Raves, The Week, Green AV, and much more by visiting www.ravepubsradio.com. Welcome, everybody. We're so excited that you could join us today for this special Women in AV Wavecast. I firstly want to take the time to say happy holidays to everybody. I hope that you're enjoying this town time with your family and friends, and it's wonderful to think about everyone getting together and taking the time off after how hard we work all year. So from myself, the Women in AV, and everyone at Rave Publications, wishing you all the best of these holiday seasons and also a very prosperous 2013, if you can believe that we're here. Today we wanted to take the time and share with you some of our special moments on our Women in AV Wavecast. It's been an honor to be able to bring these to you and I'm really honored and privileged to tell you that we've been able to interview 20 people so far this year. All different aspects. We've had board of directors, we've had editors and chiefs, we've been fortunate to have designers and we've also had the men in AV on our show. So we thought that it would be fun if we gave you some highlights from each one of those episodes and share with you the inspiration that we've received that we hope that you received the advice the insight and all of the experience that makes up who we are as an industry and as the women in AV so check it out I hope you like it we couldn't have been more lucky than to have had our inaugural wavecast have the likes of the Infocom Board of Directors, the females who are presidents, CEOs, co-founders, and yes, they also find time to be Board of Directors, as well as these ladies are just amazing inspiration, and they serve so much within their community as inspiration, as mentors to so many of us that come after them. And one of the things that they really shed a lot of insight on for us was how to maintain a work-life balance. And to tell us that, you know what, ladies, we can have it all. This is advice that I think that whether you're a man or a woman in our industry, that if you aspire to reach the highest of levels and to be the most successful, you definitely want to listen to what these ladies have to say. What are some of your advice and suggestions about work-life balance for women? Is it different for women than it is for men? And what do you think? Balance. (laughs) Balance. I was going to say, I don't don't really think you can get a work-life balance, but I think the thing I try to uh, do is be present wherever I am at the time. All of the activities and associations and boards that I am privileged to serve on are all things that are a two-way street. I probably get a lot more out of giving my time than the time that I'm actually giving. And over time, one of the things that um, I've learned um, as I've gotten older uh, or maybe just more mature is that... (laughs) 
or wiser maybe is that I will not achieve a work-life balance. I mean, there's going, I'm going to have, I'm going to have guilt no matter where I'm at, at whatever time there's going to be different at different times. The balance is going to be out, but that I've decided that there were non-negotiables in my life at certain times. And so there are some things that I'm not prepared to negotiate on. Um, Obviously there's always exceptions, but I try to be home every weekend so I can now spend my weekends with my family. Um, Growing up, that wasn't the case. When I first started, I was working seven days a week, 24 hours a day, and it caused a uh, marriage breakdown. Um, So I'm not prepared to go through that again. So now I've set up some little non-negotiables for myself that I abide by as much as humanly possible. And wherever I am and whatever I'm working on, I'm present there in that moment. But I don't think there will ever be a perfect work-life balance. I, this is Corey, and I concur. I think, you know, it's it's just kind of day by day, moment by moment, week by week. It's And, you know, one of the, th- the challenges we have is, you know, if we're if we're focused um, outside of work, maybe in our community, we're always feeling like, gosh, I still have these nagging uh, projects and tasks and things I need to get done at work or at home. And, and there's always, you know, Joanne, you said it as, you know, this, this ping of guilt that we're just never doing enough. And it's so true. And I don't know if this is just women or if it, you know, so I'm not sure if it's gender specific, but, but I too feel like I'm never giving enough. And, and I, and I try to give it my all. And I love your comment about just focused on being present because I think that's an amazing gift because, you know, many people can be with their kids and not really present because they're either on their PDA, uh, you know, they're on a phone call or whatever, and they're not really present. And I think that that is some really great advice. And, and I too, when I started my career, I was so off balance. I mean, I worked so much. Um, and so my relationship suffered and, and I also didn't really recognize it, even though I had many red flags popping up on the relationship side, I just quickly discounted it and was just so focused on a career. And, um, I'm fortunate because I, I, I get, you know, my second act and, and I too, uh, am finding things that I just won't negotiate on. Um, and, um, because I really want to have balance and it's something I, I desire so much. And it's, it's, um, you know, balance with your relationship, your, uh, with your, with your significant other, your, your kids, your extended family, you know, your work, people you work with, your community. And by the way, and then there's yourself, you know, making sure you take, you're taking care of yourself. It's, it's a struggle every day. Well, there was one common thread in there that you both said, and I'm so happy you said it because I've I've felt it, you know, probably most of my career. In the background, there's always this nagging guilt. Yeah. I should be doing something else or I should be over here and I should be over there. And we just kind of bury that and um, and go on. And I think part of our problem is we can't say no. Men are much better at saying, nope, I'm busy, can't handle that, nope, I'm doing something else. And it seems that we just take on more and more. And I found that um, when my kids were probably about um, like maybe 8 to 
2014. Um, they were, uh, I was, I was um, the mayor of my town. I was on the council in my town. But the one way I got some balance out of doing that plus work was I got my family very much involved in the political part of it. And they would they would help and, and be involved with all of that. But it was like you're running 24 hours a day and um, and trying to what Joanne said. It's, it's very important to stay in the moment because mm-hmm. otherwise you're you're just all over the place. And I'm really glad that back then when I was doing all that. We didn't have all the mobile devices that we had back then, so it was actually easier to stay in the activity you were at and keep your mind there because you didn't have all the outside um, electronic devices that we have now to keep us all over the place. But it's hard to have balance. Balance is something that is not easy to achieve um, for a woman who's involved in business and the community. Yeah. And has a family that they have to um, nurture and um, help along and spend time with. Our second episode was about the women in AV designers. And as we all know, that is a small group of women within our industry. It was very interesting because we did have four female designers and programmers who we had wanted to join us. But these ladies are very busy, just like you would imagine anybody else. They're out on the road, they're responding to emergencies from their customers, they're designing systems. These ladies just don't have time to sit around to talk on a wavecast. We were really fortunate to have Elizabeth Schwartz with Claire Brothers and Julia Cooper with AVI SPL. And they gave us insight into why they actually really enjoy doing the designing programming among other things. And especially what I found very interesting was how music, they both had a background in that and how that really drove them to come to AV. And it was quite interesting the conversation we had about how our industry needs to get better at selling to both women and youth what it is that makes our industry creative so I think you'll appreciate hearing what they have to say about that I grew up overseas and my parents were in an AV related industry and so I feel like I've been involved with AV somewhat my entire life and then my first job out of college I worked for an AV integrator and I just loved my job I I just loved everything about it so I've continued staying with that Um, a lot of my time in high school and college, I was involved with music and acoustics, and I even took some video classes, and all of that sort of led me to where I am today. Oh, that's great. How about you, Julia? Well, it sounds like we have a similar background. Um, in college, I studied electrical engineering, and I really liked the digital side, like digital signal processing, but I've always been a musician and uh I wanted to do something related to music, so I started exploring. Um, maybe I'd work in a recording facility, and uh, right out of college, I got a job with uh, Nimbus Records, uh, making CD, the first CD plant in, in the United States. And then I went to Maryland Sound and started putting sound into theme parks. And from there, I went to an AV company, so I started doing video as well as audio. And then I started programming while I was there, um, and I really liked the programming part of it. Um, And so I started my own company just doing freelance uh, programming, which I did for nine years. 
And then I came to work for the ISPL as an engineer and programmer. We also had the opportunity to talk to our female editor-in-chiefs. And I was really excited about this particular group of ladies because it seems that in a male-dominated industry, when it comes to our publications, our writers, and all of that, women tend to dominate that. So we had a lot of great conversation. You don't have to listen to it to hear more. But one of the things that really struck out for me is in terms of the way that our industry is moving, the fact that we will be using more and more as a business tool, social media, what it was that they thought that really was the glue that kept them together, both leveraging the business social media, but then also maintaining those types of relationships. So hear what they have to say. We've never had a print publication, so we've always been totally digital, but we're just always trying to stay on the cutting edge with what's coming up in terms of the way we present information and the way people absorb it and want to read it, whether it's mobile devices or videos or social media or anything. And in terms of where we, we get news, not to sound like a cliche, but social media has definitely changed the way I do news gathering because Twitter and all the other social media sites just are a fantastic way to keep up with people who I think are interesting and publications that I think are interesting and anything I think our readers want to know or just I want to know. It just, it's really changed the way I myself personally get information. And so we're trying to keep that in mind as we move forward about how people want to get information moving forward. How about you, Kirsten? Um, Yeah, I guess from what I've been doing this for so long that now it's one of those, it's just the the cumulative effect. You know, there's a, we get extreme information overload. You know, we've kind of done some AV chats online where I think a few of us were confessing how many emails we get every day. You know, people, everybody pitching stories and saying that their product really is the greatest in the world and it is an industry first. And (laughs) I say that the way I have always been able to delineate between, you know, fluff and the real stuff that's worth covering is my relationships with people. I I definitely rely on, you know, some of the mentors that I've had. You know, there are people I've had, you know, gosh, these friendships that have lasted my entire career. And there's always somebody I can call up and say, hey, how real is this? Or, you know, what are you seeing here? And I, I can rely on that. And I also rely on relationships with public relations people. I mean, they really do help help kind of clarify things and help things rise to the top of the pile. You know, they can explain why it's significant. And you do have to use your own knowledge, your own background knowledge to filter that, of course, because, you know, there's there's hype and there's exclamation points and then there's real, actual news that's worth covering. And it's you just have to use all of your filters. You have to talk to your people. You have to use your background knowledge and then just, yeah, common sense. Cindy, knowing that your longevity and how your experience in the industry for the years you have, what do you think? Well, actually, I have interesting uh, points, and I think it is really hard to wade through all the emails. And I'm looking at my inbox, and now keep in mind, I use my inbox, much to my IT manager's chagrin, as a filing cabinet. And there's uh, 3,176 unread emails. But I'm. I will go back to them. <laughs> and I just, just, just Infocom alone. I'm looking at uh, what's there from Infocom. It's like, oh my gosh, how are you, how are we going to wade through it? And I got to say, um, to Sarah's point, 
using Twitter and social media really has brought a whole new level of information gathering. And I don't use RSS feeds as much anymore. I'll look at Twitter. And by the way, I mean, I use all your publications to keep up as well. It's like, ah, um, Margo thinks this is cool, so it must be cool. I'll read it. Or uh, So I also rely on, on my peers to gather information and uh, and certainly PR agencies are really helpful, but you, you've got to also, I think it's really helpful for editors and writers to choose a beat. Uh, for instance, when we, uh, our staff is going to Infocom, we're each choosing a beat that we're going to focus on. Uh, it might be control and automation or it might be digital signage because it's really tough to get deep on every in every area, you need to have good cursory knowledge of of what's out there, but it's very tough to uh, be really deep on on each one of them. So we kind of divide and conquer on that front. Super. And how about you, Marco? Yeah, I think some really great points are being made. Um, social media certainly gives you that immediacy of what's new, and also what you know. If somebody's reposting or tweeting something, clearly they saw the value in it. And that gives you some currency right there. So it almost takes a step out of the process. But of course, you know, you have to do your own vetting. That's that's part of the fun, too, as an editor. We also are really fortunate this year to talk to the young and up-and-coming women in our industry. Being that they are our future, being that they're just getting in, you would not believe the type of excitement and enthusiasm that they have. Um, it's really refreshing. It's really wonderful. And so we asked them, what is their advice to somebody that's coming in? What are some of the challenges that they face that they feel that we need to help women overcome in our industry? So hear what they have to say. My managers had trained me on our products. They've trained me on our technology. Yeah, I do the marketing, but I know the products in depth. And so I just remember that moment of, of starting to realize that I wasn't being taken seriously, that, you know, I would go up to um, a potential dealer and ask them, you know, can I tell you about the products? And they would kind of laugh and, and you know, brush me off and say, oh, well, you can scan me if you want. Something that really stood out to me is two men came over and they said, you know what, we need to apologize to you. And I was kind of taken aback and looked at them and was like, well, apologize for what? And they were like, well, we just thought you were, you know, the scanner girl, and we just came over to kind of flirt with you. And they were like, but we realize you actually know what you're doing, and, you know, we need to respect you for that. And so it's kind of just a, a, a turn point for me in looking at this career is we don't need to be just one-sided or the other where, you know, as women, like we're talking about, we're creative and all this stuff, but... I think you can also have that mixture of, yeah, I love doing the social stuff, but I love being knowledgeable. I love learning as much as I can about the products, about the, the technology. And so I think if we start sort of promoting women in AV and, and us in this industry as a mixture of, of knowing it all, you know, learning it all and soaking in as much as we can and as much as we want. Well, um, we have um, had great success with, um, I think we have two, maybe three women project managers where it's mm -hmm. not 100% the engineering aspect or the creative side of things, but they're, they're, they're bringing those projects together, and they've been really successful at it. So I completely agree with you. It doesn't need to be either you're a technician or an engineer or you're marketing and office staff. I think there's, there's definitely jobs that kind of fall down the middle that women would be great for. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, this is Jessica. I was just going to jump in and say, um, but I also feel like as women in the industry, 
it's we are at a slight disadvantage because I think people don't automatically at this point assume that you know like Olivia's experience you know that we know about it and I think personally we all need to take a little extra time to you know really educate ourselves about things and and go above and beyond what maybe would be expected of a man in the industry just to you know prove ourselves and pave the way for other women coming along so maybe people don't have those ideas anymore or less so perhaps and of course we couldn't do it without our avgens as i like to call them <laughs> i don't understand why a lot of women's groups exclude men and feel that they have to have a women's only group and everything like that but one of the things that we struck out very early on with our philosophy and one of the things that our planning board shares very greatly is that were it not for the men in our industry we would not be where we are i know personally for myself gary k has helped me in many ways were it not for him our women's group wouldn't be as successful as it was for the support and encouragement that he gives me. I was so glad to have an opportunity to talk to the AV gentlemen in our industry, very successful men, men that don't have to consider or worry about gender in any regards, but it was so enlightening and encouraging to hear about what they thought and who was their inspiration as women in AV. And I can tell you that it is very much the same women that we all share, but you'd be surprised. So listen to Chuck Wilson. Corey Schaefer is is a, is a dynamic leader in this industry. I think that it's just remarkable, and I think that the the couple things that even Chuck said earlier on, I think that um, she presents a very streamlined approach towards it, and there's an energy that's that seems to be unstoppable. Um, I, I I'll sit here at the end of my day and try to catch up to her on social media and know that I've got to go back tomorrow and and be at least a day behind. Uh, that's one of the you know she's remarkable and she's she just provides a real energy. Uh, to to me to just to try to keep up uh, I, in, in in all the times that I've I've sold uh, products uh, again in, in 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 situations as a systems integration company and as a manufacturer uh, I guess if I'm going to go back and, uh, and maybe she'll catch this but Jane Crittenden who used to be an account manager down in Washington D.C. Uh, another person that just was focused and driven and really took an interest in understanding the technology. Uh, she currently, I think, believes still, still, still working for for Panasonic, but I've run into a, a remarkable crew of women that have always presented themselves as not being not just the top five percent of what company they work for, but in the top one, two, or three salespeople. Um, when when they've when they've decided that they're going to do something, there there's the tough competition. I've lost a lot of business to Jane, and then. And there's other women as well, and I and and it's and it's remarkable because you sit there and she would you know recant some stories. You'd go over to you'd be in your trade show booth, and she'd have we'd I'd be working for a manufacturer with a competitive product on a camera, and I'd be having trouble. And she'd walk over and go, "Hey, hey, Sally, why don't you do this, this, and this?" And we fix the problem. I go, "Okay, get out of my booth now." So <laughs> I have a lot of stories like that. Um, and on top of that, would challenge the techno you know I, I, again it, and to fold some things together we talked about earlier you know men would come over and go well you couldn't possibly know this this or this and dress them down man dress them down and 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 gain respect because of that knowledge so that's just a couple of people wonderful that's a great story how about you chuck um you know the the ladies that were mentioned i i know them well and and uh, again i i concur they they are great role models. I want to talk about a, 
uh, a lady you may not know as well, and that is Rose Shure from uh, Shure Microphone Company, Shure Incorporated. I had the, the great pleasure of interviewing her uh, about a year or two ago as she won our Lifetime Achievement Award, and what a remarkable story. In fact, the, the interview that I did with her, um, I can share with you. It's on our, our YouTube channel and stuff, but it was just remarkable to see what that woman did in terms of... Um, carrying on the culture of the organization. Her husband passed away, and, and Rose was uh, left in charge of a huge company. And it was, it's just phenomenal to see the, the vision, the, the culture, the, the core values that this woman had and the, the way that she was a role model, not just to other women that, that work there, but the, every employee of that company has, has so much respect for her, and it just ties all the way through to the you know, what you see that, that comes out in their products and everything. So she is definitely one of them. And then I've had the great fortune of having several very tough women, very strong, tough ladies on our NSCA board over the years. And and these women, they went toe-to-toe with the guys that had the big egos and knew all about everything. And they just, I, I was so proud of them because they would just not back down ever from from things that they knew just as much about. So, you know, I've just, <laughs> I'm surrounded with, you know, in um, my day job, I, I don't have any um, other guys in the office really um, other than Nick that, that work here. So I'm surrounded with women every day and just even the employees here um, at NSCA, they are very, very good at what they do and they're very professional. So I, I'm just very blessed to have been surrounded by so many good women and, and such an inspirational uh, group of people. One of the most distinct honors this year for the women in AV and the biggest highlights of our entire year was the opportunity to be able to join the Almo Pro E4 Tour as they went around to the country on their regional trade shows. And we joined them and had the opportunity to present for the women in AV. We had the opportunity to meet local women in AV, have lunch, talk about mentoring, and just get a chance to get together. We as women in our AV don't get an opportunity this often to just get together with local women. We tend to have our Infocom trade shows or things where we come together from across the country. But what Almo Pro does for not just the women in Navy, but for our industry in general in terms of bringing regional local trade shows all across the country is just phenomenal. And this isn't just your ordinary trade show. This is a trade show where new products are launched. If you see a prototype or a concept as something at Infocom, you can very likely and be assured that you're going to see that at one of the Almo Pro E4 tours in the fall. Um, they have phenomenal speakers, Gary Kay with Rave Publications. They have Infocom certification so you can get renewal credits and just for attending classes. And it's just an amazing, wonderful time. The people from Almo Pro are nothing less than fantastic. They were amazing and wonderful wherever we went uh, for the women in AV. And it was a funny story because by the last show that we actually participated in, it was very nice and it was just overwhelming to see that 
people knew that the women in Navy were there and there were women that were actually coming up and meeting with us. So we had the distinct privilege of talking with Melody Craigmile, who is the Vice President of Marketing and Directing for Almo Pro, and she is really the woman who actually makes this all happen puts this all together and brings us around for our, our country. And so I just wanted to take this moment, say thank you to Melody, thank you to Sam, thank you to the entire Elmo Pro Tour staff who were so gracious as well as we could not have done this at all without the sponsors who made it possible for the women in AV to be there. NEC, Chief Manufacturing, Premier Mounts, and Samsung. So I want to let you know, and there will certainly be 2013 Almo E4 Tour, and you don't want to miss it. And we're going to be hosting 30 vendor partners exhibiting. We've got 13 different classes that we will have going on throughout the day, many of which have uh, CTS renewal units. And it's just, it's going to be a, a one-day packed event with all things AV. One of the really wonderful things about your tour is that many large manufacturers actually come and make new product announcements, which is really fantastic. You don't often get a chance to see that. So can you tell us a little bit about the manufacturers that are exhibiting new products? Yeah, we've got some exciting products and product introductions. Some of these things you may have seen as pre-production at Infocom, but now they're shipping. One example would be with our partner Samsung. They're going to be bringing their new transparent cubes that were kind of previewed there, but now starting to ship. Also, their 22-inch tile product. They're also bringing in the Microsoft Surface Table, which has been enhanced. So we have lots of new stuff previewing. Lots of the super large format screens, uh, new 90-inch panels from Sharp, 75 from Samsung. So there will be plenty of new stuff to see on the show floor. Tell us about E4. What, what does that stand for and what does it mean? So the E4 stands for Educate, Explore, Exchange, and Expo. So we bring all those different elements with uh, education, the classes, the partnership with Infocom. We also bring, you know, exploring new ideas, new opportunities, uh, exchanging ideas and collaborating with the manufacturers, other people in the industry, consultants. And then, of course, as we just discussed, the product expo, which is which is fantastic. And, you know, it's it's a it's a big enough event where we get all the top manufacturers and we get the new products and all the the latest stuff. But it's also small enough that you can have a one on one conversation with the manufacturing partner about, you know, what's going on with you, your projects, your needs and get that one on one interaction. How did the E4 tour come about and, and what was your thinking in terms of bringing these regional shows to different parts of the country? Well, we, we really saw a need to bring education and uh, technology into local markets where resellers and integrators didn't have to travel. It could be a one-day event. They don't have to take a week out of their schedule. And they can, in a, in a very intimate environment, get the latest education, see the latest products, and you know, and it's no cost to them. So we, this was back in December 2009, we approached Infocom and said, you know, hey, we want to work with you to bring education programs to the local markets. And they said, we're in. We absolutely support that. 
They have been our sponsor since that time, and it's been a great partnership. On our most recent podcast, we had the distinct honor of being able to speak to two of this year's 2012 Infocom Award winners. The female award winners for Women in AV, Melissa Dillman with Kramer Electronics, and Christina Minahan for the Young AV Professional with Vizex Inc. And we have to extend a special congratulations to Christina Minahan as she is also a first time mom recently. So she, let's watch out for her to be our uh, AV industry Marissa Maya. So we wanted to talk to them and share with them and congratulate them, but also understand what it meant for them to actually win the Infocom award this year. So here's what they had to say. I'm Melissa Dillman with Kramer Electronics. Um, I won the one of the top women in AV uh, award for Infocom this year. For I spent a lot of time in educating and training different people in the industry. Great. How about you, Christina? So I'm Christina Minahan, and I'm with Visix Inc. and I'm a sales engineer, and I won the Young AV Professional Award. I'm, you know, I'm, I, I believe it's because of my technical experience, my technical background. I um, have a bachelor's in management information systems and then I earned my MBA and I've been with several hardware and software manufacturers in the industry and it is, it is nice to be recognized. Hopefully, uh, we can get, you know, as a young professional, hopefully we can get some, some good young blood um, in the industry to, to keep, it, keep it fresh and to, to keep, keep it in, innovative. Perfect. Yes, well, congratulations again, ladies. And, you know, Christina, I, you brought up a good point and something that's sort of come up a lot in terms of how we've talked amongst all of our different podcasts anyway, is about young professionals. So, you know, you both are just incredibly humble about what it is that you actually won. I mean, you both were recognized as in your award category, one of the top two professionals in your industry. So from um, the young AV professional side, what is it exactly? You know, we've talked about as our industry, we need to get more young people in our industry. What do you think are some of the things that we can do to make that happen? Well, of course, you know, recruiting um, at universities is, is something that is, I guess, maybe an obvious tactic, but also encouraging um, lots of different uh, roles and maybe areas of, of study. So, you know, uh, you know, marketing and sales, but also engineering software and hardware, you know, technical side of, of things. Um, so hopefully we can get, you know, young professionals and, and of course, women from lots of different um, areas. I hope you enjoyed hearing and going back and looking over all of the inspiring, wonderful and insightful moments as I did. And again, thank you so much from the Women in AV. We could not do this without everybody. And it's just been amazingly wonderful and inspirational to be able to see how our industry comes together. We could not do this again without our sponsors, Rave Publications and Mitsubishi Electric. We're so excited to only think about what we are going to do on the other side of 2013. We wish you all the very best for your holidays with you and your loved ones. And don't forget to check us out and visit us at www.ravepubsradio.com. <laughs>